We're talking all things Nipsey Hustle and 2019 Coachella. This is BHL's Next. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Raylan T. I'm back. This is BHL's Next. Happy Sunday. Um, so much to discuss today. A lot. Last week, I wasn't here because previously, I told you guys that I would be in New York attending BeautyCon with my other main job, you know, handling the marketing and, you know, all things influencer going on at Fashion Nova. I was in uh, NYC holding down BeautyCon. It was amazing. So amazing that I don't think I even got to embrace New York as I wanted to. I didn't have that much time. I touched down in New York about, what, I think Saturday, 12 a.m. So it was immediately as I got there, I was like, I'm going out. All my other co-workers were like, I think I'm going to go to sleep. We have an early call time. And if y'all know me, your girl likes to party. So I was like, okay, that's cute. You guys can go to sleep. But I'm hitting the New York streets, baby. Like, what's up? Immediately as, as I touch down, you already know, so extra. I was like, driver? No, 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 driver, I'm going to need you to play All About the Benjamins. I'm going to need you to play Lord Tariq, Peter Guns, Uptown, baby, because I'm headed, I'm headed to Uptown, okay? I was extra, extra. I was coming through the Queens Projects, first of all, because I flew in through JFK. So I was like, Nas, Nazir, what's up, baby? I'm in the hood. Like, what's up? No, I really was embracing all of New York, and I loved it. I had so much fun. But shout out to New York. I had so much fun. So, like I said, I touched down. I headed to this bar across the street from my hotel because when I touched down, of course, it's raining. And, you know, if you've been in L.A., it's been nonstop raining, cloudy sky. It's just been insane. So I touched down in New York. Of course, it's raining. Uh, head to this bar called Tanner Smith's and it's immediately as we googled it shout out to Cherry shout out to Dom we googled it and it said that the kitchen closed at 2 a.m. so already I'm like <laughs> okay it's only 12 so I have time to grub down have a few drinks hit the dance floor right so immediately go there. I had the best jalapeno margarita. I don't know what it is about New York, but I feel like the drinks are better. I could just be on some type of wave because I'm not in California, but literally feel like the drinks are better. I don't get sick. I don't get like hangovers in New York. I don't know if they put some type of magic in my drink, but definitely felt amazing and um headed to the dance floor right so um eating dinner and you know I don't eat meat so you know everything though is like sounds so bomb like anything that has meat in it sounds so bomb and I really wanted to have a hot dog in New York like I feel like that's like the staple if you're in New York like to have something like a hot like a hot dog a pizza like, like, like a hot dog pizza look at me with a New York accent okay felt like I really needed to be in the city, breathing the city, living the city, because everybody I love comes from New York, too. You know? Y'all know I love me some Nicki Minaj. So I feel like that's what I was channeling while I was there. 
<laughs> but go to Tanner Smith's, like I said, had a good dinner. I had I had to have a margarita flatbread pizza. I know. It's like, eh. But that's all I could do, guys. I'm really not trying to eat meat 2019, okay? I'm trying to be snatched. Summer's coming up. So had drinks, and we're like, all right, let's head to the dance floor. Ate, got a little food on my stomach. I'm going to be good to have a, like, hella drinks coming through. Amazing. Uh, so we get to the dance floor, and the DJ is playing nothing but classic California hits. Like, nothing but, like, like anything that I would experience out of California, like, at a club when I'm in Hollywood or what so have you, like, wherever I'm at, if I'm in L.A., I'm always entitled, I feel like, to hear these songs, which they played in New York. And the songs were um, I Get Around by Tupac, All About You, like, come on, these are classics. Montel Jordan, This Is How We Do It. And I just felt like when I was in New York, I was going to hear something else, something different. But these songs when the DJ played them were classics. And I just felt in that moment that L.A. does, as much as we think that we don't influence a culture. Sometimes I think that we're so in the culture that we don't think that we have a big impact on it. I think we think that a lot of people do things first before we do it. And it's just because we're just such in a different bubble than the rest of the world. It's hard for us to understand that at times, especially when it comes to politics, when it comes to music, when it comes to a lot of things that are happening in the world. I think that California has sometimes hard of an understanding, especially when you're born and raised here, because we're not faced with a lot of the obstacles or a lot of the everyday struggles that other people have to face living in other parts of the world, especially being black in America. That can just be said that range true so with that being said when i'm at tanner smith i'm hearing all this music i'm also hearing the music of nipsey hustle and which last time i was on air i talked about him being gunned down it had no word that anything of his past like no connection to anything had been brought to media at that time i literally got an air and i said you know i just want to keep nipsey hustle in our prayers because it's been reported that he's been gunned down in front of his marathon store and now coming to you two weeks after the fact it's honestly surreal and i felt like i needed to come on air to talk about this because on my instagram i feel like i'm very transparent in who i am and who i give you but at the same time, I feel like I don't touch on things like this because I don't want to overstep or misspeak. But when it comes to Nipsey Hussle and the legacy that he's left behind and who he was as a human being and, and how not a lot of people got to understand that, just to understand that in its entirety, I don't think a lot of people did, especially for mainstream media. When this happened, a lot of mainstream media, I, I, I remember clear as day when this happened that, you know, a newswoman was out there on Crenshaw, on Slauson, not knowing who she was reporting about, not knowing the legacy and the knowledge that Nipsey Hussle stood for and that he was trying to educate the black community with. And with that being said, we put him to rest this Thursday 
And like I, I, I couldn't even post on my Instagram about it. Even though on air, and, and it's crazy because, you know, a lot of times up Black Hollywood Live or being in the industry, you know, we're always trying to break news first. We always want to be the first ones to report on something or when, when something happens. And I've had, I had close friends there while it was happening, while everything was happening. I was messaging her like, you know... A lot of people are are saying negative things like he's not going to are these things true? I don't want to believe it. And with that being said, I just. I couldn't touch such a sensitive topic. It seemed too surreal for me. Accepting Nipsey's hustle's death seems very surreal for me. And. I feel I'm not alone in that. I feel everybody or not everybody a lot of people there's a a clump of us that is just not ready to accept this yet because it it opens up something that we're not ready for and the thing that we're not ready for is accountability is one and that's accountability as a community of how we can help our fellow brothers and sisters in elevating them to a higher power and which nipsey was trying to do and in order for us to do that in order for us to move forward and to keep thriving is accepting those things that hurt us as a whole. And we're not ready for that. And it's okay. It's not, it's okay that we're not ready for it because it is traumatizing. It's a, it's a lot of things to accept when you, you, you're faced with opening or providing a new way or a new path for somebody who has been traumatized you know, emotionally, physically, mentally, like just just so much trauma over and over and then expecting them to lead the way or lead a path of goodness and righteousness and for Nipsey to come from where he has came from and to still inspire despite what he's gone through. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm going to touch back on this in a minute, but a lot of people have been getting slack or like, you know, whatever, talked down to for calling Nipsey either a prophet or calling him godly or Jesus Christ himself. But I always, I, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, you should never say anything like this is too, you know, sensitive. And, and, and I get it. I understand. But at the same time, people are not understanding the message in which people are saying this to. Nipsey is being described as a prophet and, and, and things of this nature because of the works he did in his community and what he stood for. And the same thing as Jesus Christ. And, and is what I've always said as far as black community and us needing to stick together and sacrifice. And sometimes sacrifice means, sometimes sacrifice means not being able to see what the work you put in is going to end up being or the you know in in the, in the terms of this you have in hustle the marathon the marathon is 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 long a marathon isn't quick it's not a sprint it's a marathon it it continues it keeps going on and on and on and sometimes you being the person that is going to sacrifice for that marathon you're that person that's going to make that marathon continue forever and ever because you just sacrifice something and and that sacrifice may be your life it may be but us as a generation the generation that we are in now the millennial generation 
we haven't really gone through that sacrifice yet as a whole. You know, our generations before have witnessed, you know, the civil rights movement and so many other things where we have came together, even if that meant being jailed, even if that meant, you know, sacrificing our lives and the magnitude of that for everything, everything we push, everything right now, we do push. But how long is that push? How long are we striving? Is it a marathon or is it a sprint? And that's what we need to figure out and we need to handle and deal with in order to grow, in order for us to live the life as a community that we know we, we can and it's possible. But at the same time, we face a lot of things as fear. And I don't think a lot of other races or communities understand the fear that lives within our community for us to expand without those bounds. It's hard. It's such a tug of war that that's why I think, you know, God doesn't give us anything that we can't handle. We have accomplished so much. And this is not where we end. This is not where us as, as black people we end. Like, this is not it. We have so much more to do, so much work to be put in that we have to keep going. And speaking of strength and speaking of keep going, Lauren London, during this entire situation, I have to commend because oftentimes when people die immediately, what I think is, how would I be able to speak after my mom passes or after, like, my best friend or my boyfriend. Like, how would I be able to speak amongst people after such a heartbreak, such a loss? But I think back to what Nipsey stood for and why she called him her sanctuary and why she says she says these things about this man. is because this man was a God-fearing man. This man was educated. This man was at peace with the way he lived his life and the way he knew that God was going to lead his life. And because of that peace, I feel she is at peace and his family can be at peace because he knows himself and he knew what the Lord called him to do. And, you know, Snoop Dogg came and had a wonderful anecdote about how Nipsey was able to speak things for him that he didn't even see in himself. And when I go back to Jermaine Dupri and other people talking about him being a prophet or him being a god, and this is why, because God oftentimes sees things in us that we don't see in ourselves, you know? And he given he gave us his his son so that we can have free will and make our own choices and go about life. And I feel that Nipsey has so many similarities to that story that it, for people who are very spiritual and people who believe in God, that is why people feel this connection. It's very close. It's very close. And one thing about Nipsey, no matter what, he stayed true to who he was. He came from what he came from, and he still stayed true to what he was. Just because he came from Crenshaw doesn't mean that he couldn't be a successful entrepreneur. And 
he and he knew the sacrifice and what it's going to take in order for all the things that he wanted for his community to come true. Literally, and a day after his passing, he had meetings to meet up with LAPD to talk about gang violence and gun violence and to to figure out something to start some type of you know point for us to keep going. And I just want everybody to to not take Nipsey Hussle's death in vain. I think we need to take this as a lesson. I think we need to take this as it's a time for us to keep moving. This was somebody who laid laid his life out on the line for something that we didn't even we weren't even seeing until after. You know? I feel like some people didn't even know that he was acquiring properties or or they listened to Victory Lap and didn't even know what Kendrick Lamar is spitting in his dedication verse. If you listen to that verse, it's nothing but praise to Nipsey and who he was as a person and what he was striving for as an individual and for our community as a whole. Being from where he's from, he still came to his community. So any up-and-coming artist, any, anybody in L.A., if you take this story, you take this story and you take it as when I get as big as Nipsey or when I get big, you do the exact same thing. You, you put back into your community because nobody is going to fight for us than us. You don't take this as, oh, well, Nipsey was, was slain trying to help us, so maybe that means we should know. And that's exactly what people want you to do is to give up on us but we can't give up on us guys we have to stick together we have to keep coming through and things like this it's not a setback it's it's an obstacle obstacles are going to come our way obstacles are going to keep pushing us and 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 for this for anybody trying to make it this might be your obstacle and what you're going to choose to do you know like I said and like the pastor had said at Nipsey's um you know, homegoing is that, you know, God didn't kill Nipsey. Evil kills Nipsey, killed Nipsey. And that's to say that every day God gives us the chance to wake up and be a good person or to, you know, follow evil. And we have to come with, come to that, 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 um, uh, we have to come to that, that, um, confrontation of what, what, what we're going to do in that moment when we're faced with that. And for, you know, anybody in their day-to-day waking up, it's, it's either you're going to, to be bad for survival or you're going to be, for whatever means, you just have to figure out at the end of the day, what are you going to do to make the world a better place? Put survival aside, put whatever you have going through aside because it's easy to fall into temptation, very easy. But what are you going to do to help, strengthen yourself so that you don't end up falling into that so that you end up being impactful and that people have so so many things to say once you're gone you know I always to close out Nipsey is that I always remember this this one thing I heard and it's like not about you know what they say about you when you're here but it's about what they say about you when you leave and what are they going to say about you when you leave here? And it all it all takes for you to impact one person. And you don't have to impact a large amount of people like Nipsey did. You know, you don't have we're not saying that you need to be the next Nipsey. Not at all. But it goes as far as 
what are you saying and what are you speaking into the world that's going to help somebody else, that's going to impact somebody else, that's going to make them reevaluate their day-to-day or how they move about in the world. You need to be careful about the way you speak so that you can impact somebody else and the cycle keeps going and that nothing but love is being spread nothing but love is being spoken about and you're nothing you're not speaking about anything but love but peace but anything and i just want to close out with nipsey we love you la has taken a very heavy hit but la at the same time we need to rise above because like i said as much as we think we are we're not, we're not as the trendsetters as we used to be because we, you know, we're not pioneering gangster rap. We're not pioneering things that we used to do. We can pioneer anything that we want to. Anybody can pioneer anything, whether it be music, whether the, whether it be, you know, anything of the arts or anything pertaining to to movements that we need to get behind. It just it just takes one person, and it takes courage, and it takes sacrifice. And knowing that whatever you sacrifice in order for people to understand what you have to say, that sacrifice goes a long way. It really does. And um, like I said, we love you, Nipsey. And I cannot believe that um, I'm speaking about this because this has really hurt me. It has really hurt me. I don't think I've ever had a celebrity death that has hurt me like this one has hurt me. But... um. We're going to continue to honor him in the right way. And with that being said, I want to start something on a brighter note. And um, before I actually get into a brighter note, it might be a little deep, too. It might be a little Soul Sunday on this BHL's Next. But Childish Gambino was here at Coachella. Coachella was this weekend. Guys, what is going on with Coachella? Like, first of all, I want to shout out to all my Fashion Nova models and everybody there at Coachella right now because if you guys look at their stories they are hot like hot hot outfits are hot I don't even everything is a look so shout out to them but wait what is going on with Coachella though as a whole like it's cool to like go out and and dance I just feel like y'all y'all probably gonna be like this bitch is bougie but if I want to go to Coachella like I'm doing Coachella top notch Okay, I'm only going to Coachella if I'm like either getting on a helicopter or a private jet. Y'all probably like this bitch. Oh, well, okay. And no, for real. I need to either do that to get there. Second of all, I need to have the outfits like lined up like maybe two weeks, maybe a week in advance. Second of all, I need to have some artist passes when I come through because I'm not. No, I'm going to have an artist pass when I come through. I need to go to all the parties. Then I'm getting out and then that's it. (laughs) I just want to be really extra like I feel like if I go to Coachella I have to go hard or go home you know I'm not going to just have like you know the average experience if I'm going then I'm just gonna go all out makeup too oh a bitch might even have a lace front on what's up who who, who installs your lace front sis let me know because that's what's gonna happen the next time I come up to Coachella okay I want to have like different color hair I want to have something big extra you know, that's what I want to have. But anyway, Coachella was this weekend. Childish Gambino was there. And he did give everybody a little church. 
And you know what? I'm glad he gave some people some church because I bet you there are some people in the crowd a little high, a little doing too, a little too much. And you probably needed to hear this while you were at Coachella. So, you know what, Josh? Let's run this tape. He's seizing some church, she haul and y'all need it. I lost my dad this year. We we lost Nipsey. We lost Mac. We lost. What I'm starting to realize is all all we really have is memories. At the end of the day, that's all we are. It's like all we are is like really like data. And you pass it on to your kids, and you pass it on to your friends, your family. The problem with like us, like millennials, like everybody here, we have so much data. Like we know what's gonna happen. We're we're too afraid to plant a tree that we know we're not gonna eat from. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's there's a hundred thousand of you out here right now. Like this, there's, there's, there's a chance. There's a good chance that some of y'all. At least one of y'all won't see next week. So what I'm saying is, while you're here, while we're here, feel something and pass it on. This song is, this song is for all of you guys. This song is for everything we've lost and everything we stand against in the future. Because the future is now, and you guys are the future. So have a code and stand for something. I love it. I love it. Shout out to Childish Gambino. Shout out to Coachella. Guys, there's some cute Coachella pics out there. Neon is like it right now, ladies. Neon is here. So, look, we have Jordan Woods in this beautiful neon bodysuit with the high-waisted denim. I'm loving it. Shout out to Jordan Woods. It's been a rough, it was a rough beginning to 2019 for her. But she looks amazing. Uh, We have Justine Skye, and I love her, too. I like how she just is just her. You know, I love how I can just tune into Justine Sky's Instagram. I'm just like, that was cute. That was good for me to tap into. And now, you know, I'm going on with the rest of my day. She came in and slayed per usual, loving the colorful windbreaker and the tennis shoes. Let's go, sis. And Karuchi, Karuchi. My boyfriend's in the studio. My boyfriend has a crush on Karuchi. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I had to say it. I had to say it because I'm like, you know what? I know what you're thinking. Yeah, uh-huh. He quiet white right now, y'all. But I know what he thinking. He he think Karuchi cute. But it's okay. I'm going to let him have it. <laughs> I'm going to let him have it this Sunday. I'm going to be good. I went to church this morning. This morning. Okay. So I'm going to be good. I'm going to let you have your little crush this weekend. 
<laughs> but guys, let me know who you guys thought was the best dress this weekend at Coachella. Let me know in the comments. You guys never talk to me. You know that, right? Like, y'all never talk to me in the comments. Even um, my audio listeners on uh, Podcast One and Apple Music and therefore, uh, y'all don't never be talking to me. So let me know. Um, guys, next, actually, next week, I should have a special guest who was um, on The Voice. But you know what? Let me not say too much, but just be tuned for next Sunday. And uh, yeah, guys, this has been BHL's Next. I miss you guys so much. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Um, You can follow all things BHL at BHL Online. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Raylan Taryn. And I will see you guys next Sunday. Bye. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.